Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Yo, what up? We got a good show today coming up in 30 minutes from now. Dave Koken, Smoking Koken's going to be with us, Las Vegas handicapper, sports betting analyst, cat owner. Discuss, <laughs> discuss everything that we have uh, to look forward yes. to in college football. I think Koken's uh, cat is like 15 years old. Yeah, right? Like, uh, it's, uh, uh, well, actually, I think I'm recalling back something. I don't know. We might be. Might be closer to 20. Waters. Yeah, might, might be, be close to 20 year old cat. Anyway, might not be here anymore. It's always great to have smoking Koken on the show. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So we're going to talk uh, with college football, of course, with Dave Koken coming up 30 minutes from now. But it is Thursday, Matt Eumanns, and we open the shows we usually do on Thursdays. With a little conversation about the NFL contest we will see later tonight. The Atlanta Falcons playing host to the New England Patriots. A refresher for those of you who don't remember the look-ahead line here last week. The New England Patriots were a four-point favorite with a total of 46. We saw this actually on our opening line show Sunday night. Uh-huh. Uh, get back open, open back up at five and a half. It touched seven uh, earlier this week, but now we're sitting at six and a half across the board. Total of 47. Couple of spots with some ultra juice in favor of the favorite. You know, six and a half minus 115, six and a half minus 119, depending on where you shop for your number. Uh, but there's clearly been a market adjustment on the New England Patriots here. And I'm always talking about this, and I wrote about this in Princeton Weekly this week, which is, you know, I always talk about markets and adjusting and what you're looking for. This is what you're looking for, right? You and I, I think you've been with me. I have been on the Patriots for five consecutive weeks. Right from the Cowboys game all the way on through, yeah. And they, I have been on them every single week. This is the week where you get off the train because now the market has adjusted the power rating on New England. Uh, you are correct. I've also been on the uh, Patriots five straight weeks. I did not bet them 
at Houston the previous week that I bet on them against Dallas. Took a uh, bad beat in overtime on that one, but then we've won four in a row with the Pats the last four weeks. And now you're right, this is where I think market inflation kicks in. Kicks in. And uh, the number at seven, Johnny Avello of DraftKings on with us a couple days ago saying he thought seven was a little bit too much, and I did too. I thought maybe around five was the right number mm-hmm. on this game. Uh, I put the Patriots on a teaser tonight, nothing huge, but just knocked it down to uh, minus a half point. And uh, that, that's all the action I got on this game. I, I, Circa, I think you would consider a sharp book, right? Yeah. Circa has actually had seven right now. Oh, just flashed, uh, yeah. Get your, get your most call. books in the market are at six and a half, so that's a little bit curious. Yeah, this is uh, from Chris Andrews' market report. You can find it on the website. Uh, but, quote, public all over the Patriots, open New England six. They laid it, along with six and a half, up to Patriots minus seven. Sharp starting to step in on the underdog at the key number. Not surprising. Public wants to pass after last Sunday's blowout to Cleveland. Asked the question, can a team led by a rookie quarterback play great again just a few days later on the road? Mm-hmm. It's a very uh, – it's an apt question. It deserves to be asked. Well, Lamar Jackson's, I guess you would call a veteran quarterback at this point, and he didn't play well on the road last week. That's a very good point, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was watching NFL Network this morning, basically like I do every day. You love and, good morning uh, football. No, nah, I really don't love this show. It's okay, but uh, beats anything else that's on at the time. I'm not going to watch Good Morning America or The Talk or crap like that. I, I watch uh, uh, NBA League Pass replays early in the morning. <laughs> that's that's a good idea. If, I don't, if I'm not watching game replays – I'm watching NFL Network. Anyway, Brian Baldinger is on there, and uh, they got this kid, uh, Greg Rosenthal, and he, he was ranking quarterbacks in the league, and he had Mac Jones 15th. Yeah. And Baldinger just went off on him. So, look, you got to get over this. Rookie bias. You won't rank the guy higher because he's a rookie. Right. He said, bottom line is, Mac Jones is a, a top 10 quarterback. Same thing we talked about on this show yesterday. So, hey, if Mac Jones does not play well tonight, it's not necessarily because he's a rookie. Like I just pointed out, you just had Lamar Jackson not play well on the road last Thursday. You had Matthew Stafford look terrible in his last two primetime games. Yep. If the guy plays poorly, it's not because he's a rookie. Matt Jones got plenty of talent. I think it helps him out quite a bit that the Patriots have a run-based offense. This offensive line's really picked up its level of play. Uh, the Patriots have developed into a physical football team, and Matt Jones is a very accurate passer. He makes quick reads. He gets the ball where it needs to go. He does it quickly and efficiently. And that's a big reason why the Patriots have won and covered four in a row. Yep. And on the other side of this, because, you know, obviously this has uh, been a lot about the Patriots angle here. The other side of this, of course, is the Atlanta Falcons, who uh, last time we saw them did not go well against the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Got absolutely smacked in the face. Uh, but you know, this, it was a blip on the radar over a larger sample size of some better play from Matt Ryan in the Falcons offense. So you do wonder from that perspective how they match up with the New England Patriots defense, which has actually been looking a little bit better. They've been forcing turnovers at a little bit more of a higher clip, as we have seen over the last couple yeah. of games, right? Justin Herbert picked him off twice, had a pick six on Sam Darnold in that game against the Carolina Panthers, right? Turning over Baker Mayfield and the Browns uh-huh. a few times. So this has become a much more opportunistic defense, the New England Patriots. So I do wonder on the flip side of this, after a just terrible performance from Atlanta, what this offense looks like going against the New England Patriots that all of a sudden has become this turnover machine. Well, uh, I think some of it depends on is Corderell Patterson going to be out there tonight for yep. the Falcons. He's a game-time di- decision. He's been, uh, can you say, did you say yesterday he's been the Falcons' MVP? Oh, I don't think there's any question. Yeah. Like, Kyle Pitts has been great, and they're targeting him more and using him more. The guy plays three positions, and he's done almost everything yeah. for them. And when Pitts was struggling, he was like the only valve of offense that the Falcons had for like two or three games. No, it's, I, I think it's fair to say that. So if he's not out there, it's going to hurt Matt Ryan. But you talked about this last week on Do the Numbers. 
unfortunately, it blew up. No, we don't talk about that. No, I'm just playing. Go blew ahead. up in your face in the Cowboys <laughs> game. But hey, it's one game. You know, the hey, Cow- do the numbers has a strong track record. I'll take a blip. The Cowboys the previous week got blown out by the Broncos. Yeah. You just have outliers uh, sometimes, and I think the Falcons will play much better tonight. But it would sure help uh, Matt Ryan of Cordero. Uh, Cordero. I always forget how Cordero Patterson. Cordero think, yeah. Patterson is out there. There's an extra uh, R in there. But Kyle Pitts has been. Uh, Kyle Pitts has been great. I think. Uh, He's going to be a go-to guy. Patterson's not out there, obviously. Yeah, and Kyle Pitts, as we talked, right, the first three weeks of the season, uh, Kyle Pitts just getting targeted about three times a game, and then from there on out getting about over just over eight targets per game uh, from Matt Ryan and this, this Falcons offense. So, mm-hmm. so I think, look, at the end of the day, uh, if I was looking at this from the perspective of how to play it, I think it would be Fal- – it's definitely Falcons or pass, and uh, I would agree with this market move toward the over. Uh, I would expect that the Patriots offensively are able to generate – Something against this Atlanta Falcons defense, which has looked of relatively below average throughout the season. And Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons being able to do something. And even then, if this turnover trend continues for the New England Patriots, being able to get short fields for Mac Jones and the New England offense. So, with that, really quickly, you have anything else in this game? Because I wanted to go back to last night. I just got Pats on a teaser. I'd love to get the the Pats a win tonight to get closer to that season win total over eight and a half. Over nine, closer I got to that the playoff. Yes, playoff ticket. We like, both have the. We both bet the prop on the Pats to make the playoffs. What did you get about plus one seventy? Uh, I thought it was a little bit lower. Than, I thought it was like plus one thirty or forty I have to or go something. Back and yeah, check I have to look. It was around. I th- it was somewhere between one thirty and one seventy. Let's just call it eight to one. I'm sure the books <laughs> yeah. will honor that. And, okay, uh, yeah, bring it in. Well, at one point the Patriots won the division a few weeks ago. It was thirteen to one. Now it's down to plus three fifty. Yep. At some spots, and I think the Pats actually have a. A decent shot to win this division. Anyway, that's, so, that's a, a wrap for now on Thursday night football. So I wanted to bring this up, uh, because, and this is just you know like a fun betting topic, because I saw a lot of this last night, and you and I were texting a little bit about this last night. So last night, the Chicago Bulls end up losing to the Portland Trailblazers, 112-107. to Now, on the surface, you look at it like, all right, Portland Trailblazers win at home. Well, the Trailblazers trailed by 15 points in the first half. Right, had to overcome a pretty big deficit, had a really strong second half against Chicago, and ultimately pull away and win near the end. So a team that was down 15 ends up not only winning, but covering a number of three and a half, total of 221, uh, of course, under the total. But what I saw a lot of last night, and I was amazed by this, there was a lot of people counting the tickets already last night in the first quarter for no, I'm Chicago. I'm never amazed by that. In the first quarter? I see veteran sports bettors, including several guys at this network, tweet, prematurely tweet on Sundays about NFL games, and then an hour and a half later, they look like an idiot for the tweet. It's pretty bad, man. But that happens every Sunday. It's, you don't see me tweeting during the games very often. There was a lot of, why was Portland favored tonight? <laughs> well, there's a lot of naive sports bettors out there, too. Don't forget that there's a, new a lot. Space. There is a lot of new space. There is a lot of new bettors in so, on social media in the marketplace, and uh, you're going to get a lot of that. That's why I spend less time on Twitter than I used to. It, it's... For an old school guy like me, JVT, it's kind of tough to take some of this stuff. Is there anything worse? So there was that, but is there anything worse? Because you know what I got last night at one point? I got a text from a buddy who goes, uh, you're looking good. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, it's the worst. I got the text oh, the a worst. couple weeks ago. A guy it's... congratulating me for a win in the second quarter of a football game, oh. and I was furious. And it ended up being a loser. I closed the text and pretended not to read it, yeah, like just so the just juju wouldn't escape from the text message. <laughs> Nothing worse than premature celebration. It's absolutely, yeah. it's, it's just terrible. So, anyway, with that, because there's also something else I want to bring up outside of laughing at people who I thought it was kind of funny. Like, we, I guess we all have our moments of weakness, but uh, that is one thing that I'm pretty staunch. Anyway, and let's put it this way superstitions are stupid. 
but a lot of us sports bettors have them. Right. And we're going to hold on to them. And I don't care if they're stupid. Well, I've got some of them I'm not going to let go of. And look, comebacks um, happen in every sport. Right. But in all sports, basketball, where there's That's, like 100 possessions and like volatility. See, I'm, the a, I'm a big believer in the reverse jinx. That's why yeah. I say just give up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just nothing worse than right. hope. Nothing worse than hope. <laughs> yeah, just give up. Hope. It's uh, the opposite of the Jimmy V speech. Don't ever give up. Uh, for sports bettors, just give up. And uh, when you do that, good things tend to happen the moment you give up. But um, <laughs> so I do have the super, same superstition that when somebody texts text you yeah. or tells you or when you're talking to you in a book and it's a, a premature celebration about a bet, <laughs> you, can, you can almost guarantee the yep. game's going to go south as soon as somebody says it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> now, and also I wanted to bring up last night too, not only because of this, I wanted to laugh at a yeah. few people, uh, but also thought it was worth pointing out that again last night, and if you were watching um, – uh, betting across America right before us. You heard Josh mention this in passing. Um, 9-1-1 to the unders yesterday for those uh-huh. 11 contests in the NBA last night. So I made a claim in Points Spread Weekly this week, which is out right now. You can go check that out, vcin.com, slash subscribe if you're not a subscriber, that this would be the week where it begins, that overs would start to take the, <laughs> would start to take the day. I made a bold proclamation. I said, come back here next week when the overs win the week. Now, we're only through Thursday. But holy crap, am I off to a bad start? <laughs> this is crazy. Well, I hope you didn't bet all the uh, no. overs. No, I just I figured cause look, offensive efficiency is up uh, again. Like every single week, it gets a little bit better with the average offensive efficiency of a team, and these totals continue to get lower. Last week's average total was two fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like this is crazy how low these are getting, and it's still coming in. Yeah, it's the opposite of what the association really wants because uh, all these leagues want higher scoring games. Yeah, that creates more fan enthusiasm. I think it creates more interest and. In, uh, We have to take a break. Yes, we do. All right, we'll come back. We have more NBA, college football, and best bets. Don't go anywhere. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, 
John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you did not know, college basketball tipped off last week. Now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on the games all season, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts, including JVT, Wes Reynolds, Tim Murray, Greg Hoops-Peterson, and more provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champs, tournament teams. Sign up today. Get your copy for $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, I'm going to read you a headline. You ready for this? I'm ready. This is a this is, uh, reach over across my shoulder and pat myself on the back for a moment, okay? <laughs> Thunder with a big revenge spot tonight. Celtics improving. And finally, finally, a tempting spot to potentially back the Los Angeles Lakers? That was from yesterday's betting market report. Lakers stayed within a pretty They, they did get within the big number last night. They did. Now, uh, it the, wasn't pretty. <laughs> the, you know, it was kind of interesting. I think you were on the edge of your seat there. Then the Lakers did the right thing, but they let the Bucks dribble out the last 10 seconds. Yes. And not every team's going to let uh, the dribble out happen when it's a seven-point game with uh, that much time left. I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, but the Lakers end up losing by seven. You get there. Uh, what I thought was uh, fascinating about the game last night was that Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, was mm-hmm. unstoppable. The Lakers had nothing, no answer for him last night. And if you build this as an AD freak showdown, yeah, it was as lopsided as a showdown can get. What are you talking about? Giannis missed five shots. I think it was 18 for 23. <laughs> for 47 it? points. 47 points. He's only and- plus one. <laughs> he outplayed Davis big time last night and uh, the Lakers obviously are going to be I think stuck in the mud spinning their wheels whatever you want to call it until LeBron comes back and uh, I saw last night on the ESPN the BPI basketball power index the Lakers have had the easiest schedule in the NBA to this point and they are eight and eight yeah well how about this Um, I'll pull this up so I get this figure right so cleaning the glass I think I've mentioned this before I've written about it uh, but they have a metric. It's called uh, win differential, right? So uh, what it is is how many games, given you know how many the team has played, would we normally expect a team with their efficiency differential to win? 
the Lakers are second. They have two and a half extra wins given their statistical output. So mm-hmm. they have gotten actually a little lucky considering their record and what they have been. And there's been a lot of that too. Like at one point, whatever they like eight. Oh, they won a people. couple of overtime yeah. games, right? Yep. Yeah, it was uh, was San Antonio and Charlotte, if I remember correctly, uh, in those games Got that they swept won. by OKC. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's been a rocky start for the Lakers, but I don't think you overreact to anything until you see this team uh, with LeBron back healthy. But I. I I pretty much figured going into the season, the Lakers were going to play the entire regular season without their, yep. their their core intact because you're going to have various injuries with all these guys, whether it's AD, LeBron, or whoever. Yeah, you, know, you have too many old old players. And LeBron does uh, the ne- the latest report: LeBron a 50-50 chance to come back mm-hmm. against the Celtics in their next game. So That's we'll Friday, see. right? Yeah, so we'll see if that is going to be the case because uh, he's probably going to have to save them. They have not been very good. Also, really quickly from mm-hmm. last night, I don't know if you uh, noticed this or saw what happened yesterday. So the Nets, second leg of a back-to-back, were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, laying about 10.5 points, depending on where you shot, but yeah. mostly close to 10.5 last night. Foul on Darius Garland with 16 seconds left. He hits the shot and one opportunity. He hits it. Cleveland loses by 10 and gets inside the number. Did that close 9.5 here at the South Pole? Ooh, it closed 9.5. Wow, look at that. Some spots it was 10.5. Mm. So a little late push there on Cleveland. So still got in there. But if you if you got Point in a little early. Jinks. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, this league is so great. How about Monday night? I saw this on uh, Dave Tooley's uh, Twitter page. A view from Vegas. NBA favorites went 11-0 and straight up and 10-1 and against the spread on Monday night. Yes. Did you see how they did not cover, by the way, that last favorite? Uh, let's see. The last game was the Suns, right? The Suns. Yeah. Jay Crowder uh, had free throws. Ultimately, did not hit all of his free throws. And couldn't cover. Couldn't cover the number. So, I, I, a lot of people are excited about that. I don't know why. I guess because it's a statistical anomaly that not many people see. So, you just want to see it happen. Anyway, later tonight, Matt Humans, we do have... Uh, what do we got, like six games on the board tonight? We will save one of them for the uh, best bet segment coming up on the other side. Uh, but there are some fascinating contests. I think the most intriguing is going to be Washington and Miami. So we can start here. So second leg of the back-to-back for both of these teams. Jimmy Butler came back against the Pelicans yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a really good performance uh, overall. Uh, I think uh, triple-doubles pretty solid for Jimmy Butler. And uh, the second half was much stronger for the Miami Heat as opposed to the first half. Uh, but overall, for Butler last night, it is returned 31 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and they beat the crap out of New Orleans. And now they get Washington, who blew their own double-digit lead last night to the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets ended up uh, beating beating up really bad in the third quarter. I think it was 30-15 to 15 or 35-10, to 10, one of those two. Uh, regardless, Washington now gets their five-game winning streak snapped. They were 4-0-1 against the spread, depending on where you looked, over that five-game stretch. But here's my theory. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So the Washington Wizards have been one of the – Biggest surprises of the season, right? At one point, they were actually in the top spot in the Eastern Conference in terms of the standings. Number one seed. They are the worst, one of the worst, I shouldn't say that. I think they're 27th in three-point shooting this year. We talked about it yesterday, right? We were handicapping the Charlotte Hornets and Washington Wizards matchup last, uh, last night. I think they're kind of on their way down. Like, they have done a really good job, and they have a whole bunch of, like, B.O.B. players that are rock solid. But when you can't shoot... And when your rim defense, in terms of what you're giving up statistically, like shooting-wise, is the bottom of the league, mm-hmm. like that's going to be a problem for you as you move forward over the course of 30, 40, no, no 50 question. games. Yeah. And so I think this is kind of the start of maybe like where we see them finally get back to the area where they probably should be in the Eastern Conference standings. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like 6 seed, 7 seed, maybe, maybe a 5 seed because they're actually a pretty quality club. But um, 
I think this is probably the start where we see the tumble down the standings for the Washington Wizards. So play this back in two weeks when they go and win <laughs> six out of seven games, nah. and they're still well within the top of the Eastern Conference. Hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint in the NBA. That's right. That's what they say anyway. But Heat, uh, big injury question marks today because we don't know if uh, if you look at the uh, from the injury standpoint, like I mentioned, Butler's first game back, so we'll see what his load's going to be like. Bam Adebayo has an injury that he's missed a couple of games with as well. So monitor injury report there. I want to see if you agree with me. What's the biggest story in the NBA so far? We're okay. about a month into it, right? Okay. What, what's the biggest story in your mind? The biggest story in my mind would be, I think it's got to be Chicago, right? I think it's Golden State. Okay, yeah. Uh, they're pretty, they're yeah. pretty damn good, man. I didn't think they were going to be this good. I looked at the NBA betting guide projections, and I had, I don't know, the Warriors around seventh, and yeah. some guys didn't even have them as a playoff team, and right now they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah, and, yeah. and look, I was—I think I had them as a sixth seed, if I remember correctly, yeah. but my whole, and I, and I wrote about this, to, to be fair, I, I, you know, I called them a late-blooming team because I figured they were just going to be kind of rough early on, just kind of hovering around, just being rock Until solid, and, and then Clay comes back, and <laughs> yep, then you get yep. momentum going into the season, they'd yep. be a threat. Uh, that is not the case. Steve Kerr has done such a good job. And mm-hmm. they like, and the thing is, in the NBA, in the 82-game schedule, there are times where teams were just like, hey, you know what, let's get out of here, right? Like, let's just win a game and mm-hmm. let's get out of here. When you're talking about the way that Kerr game plans for every single one of these games, right, where they're actually taking each game as a game and trying to win it and then move on to the next one, like, there is a legitimate, it seems, desire to win as many games possible for this Golden State team on top of actually being legitimately good on yeah. defense. And that's the other part about it. You know, part of me as a handicapper, I value defense a lot. Like, defense matters. But in the NBA, if you ask anybody else, you would tell, oh, defense doesn't matter. It does. Like, so if you look at the past few seasons in terms of NBA Finals, the teams that have gotten to the NBA Finals or have won the NBA Finals have been some of the best defensive teams of their respective seasons. Well, first of all, you got to look at the regular season and playoffs differently. Right. You don't win in the playoffs unless you can play defense. Correct. Right, absolutely. And this I think the mo- two most important aspects, if I power rate an NBA team, it's going to be defense, defensive efficiency, and three-point shooting. Yep. And by the way, I mean, and he deserves it. He Last week, he became the favorite, not the odds-on favorite, because that's, you know, minus price. Right. Uh, but Steph Curry became the favorite last week to win MVP. The run that he has been on over uh, these last couple had, of games. He's dude. had three games in the last, uh, what, week, week and a half, where he's had yep. nine three-pointers? Yep. How about, so against Atlanta, 9 of 19 from 3, 50 points. Against Chicago, 40 points, 9 of 17 from 3. And then just the other night, 37 points, 9 of 14 from 3. That's insane, range. man. It's, 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 insane. it's so crazy. And he had such a good highlight the other day against Blake Griffin was trying to hound him. And run, and he he was running back and forth, left and right. He Eventually, Griffin, after like seven seconds, just lost him. And he just gassed out. <laughs> and he finishes a layup. Like, the guy is so incredibly good. By the way, they're in action tonight, too. They get Cleveland uh, later today. Uh, it's Look, I'm amazed that Cleveland has been as competitive as they were, especially against Brooklyn. Uh, but here's the thing. You're still talking about Evan Mobley now sidelined with an mm-hmm. elbow injury. Colin Sexton has been injured. Larry Markin and COVID issues, right, making his way back as well. Like, there are so many missing pieces for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You would think the luck runs out at some point. And we've seen this total dip a little bit, too. Against one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, actually the best defensive team in the NBA, right. you would think it would be tough for them to stay in a number like this against the Golden State Warriors. And, like, look, this is kind of the lull in the schedule. They took on Brooklyn. I think they get the Pistons after this. So I think they'd be relatively focused on the team in front of them. There's going to be the Golden State Warriors. But it's a good slate today. There's a lot of injuries, though. Like uh, Toronto, for example, they didn't make my card. Uh, but Precious Achua, OG Ananobi, both on the injury report. I wanted to bet Toronto, but the fact that they're questionable, now I want to see if they're going to be out there. If they're going to be out there and we're still talking about the spread where it's at, like 9.5, 10, I'm in. But for right now, don't know if they're going to play. So not on the card.
We'll save one, though. For the How many best bets you got for tonight? One? Only one. All right. Only one for tonight. 20 minutes away. Yes, can't JDT's wait. JDT's best bets. You're off to a good start. Were you, like, 22 and 11? 23 and 11. So, hopefully you keep it up. Good juju out there, right? All right. Dave Culkin's going to be with us on the other side. Let's talk a little college football in our own backyard. UNLV, they've reached the mountaintop, and then they went farther. Can they continue? Well, we'll find out from Dave on the other side. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Our conversation with Dave Koken brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, available over 100,000 locations nationwide. Meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, let's welcome in Dave Koken, who's nice enough to give us time today on this Thursday. And Dave, we have some breaking news that we wanted to throw at you really quickly and get your thoughts on just coming down about 15 minutes ago from the Tampa Bay Times exclusive Bucks receiver Antonio Brown obtained a fake COVID-19 vaccination card to avoid NFL protocols, according to his former live-in chef. How about that? That's a real shocker that it'd be somebody like Antonio Brown, who, you know, (laughs) has been such a reliable character over the years. You busted by your chef. That sucks. (laughs) That's very surprising. (laughs) Really? Very surprising. Uh, Dave, big college hoops card tonight. We got a good game. Actually, in, uh, on the West Coast here, Arizona State and San Diego State with the Aztecs favored by 7.5 or 8. Did you play that, or what did you play on the college hoops card tonight? I, I didn't play that game. Uh, uh, look, San Diego State can't be this bad uh, shooting the basketball. I think they're 3 for 33 mm-hmm. on three-point shots so far. Um, and they were not good against BYU. I don't know about Arizona State's chemistry. They had an issue with this all last year, and... I, I'm just wondering if there might be more of the same this year. I think the number's a little bit high, but I can't invest in Arizona State right now. Game I did play tonight, I, I played a few. Uh, I took Ole Miss minus the points in what I, I think is a good situational spot against Marquette. Uh, I mean, it's a great win for Marquette, beating a top-10 team at home. Granted, Illinois is not really a top-10 team without Coburn, uh, uh, but their point guard and their point guard play was awful in that game, right. and Marquette really exploited it. But I, I, I think Ole Miss probably handles the ball in, in the uh, uh, the defensive pressure of Marquette a little bit better, so I, I like the Rebels there. I like UAB. This is a team I'm pretty high on this year. Um, South Carolina will be a decent squad. They're in the wrong conference. The SEC is pretty loaded, so they're probably not going to be a tournament team. I think they'll be okay. But UAB looks like the class of Conference USA, and they look like one of those mid-major conference teams that you're not going to want to face come tournament time. And I think the Blazers go into uh, – South Carolina and get a win tonight. All right. Smoking Dave Koken at Dave Koken on Twitter. Uh, by the way, Arizona State lost to Riverside oh, great. last week on a 60-footer at the buzzer. Yeah. Yep. That was the, yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, the best finish of the college basketball season uh, so far. Dave, anything on your radar coming up? Because we got so many uh, big games and tournaments coming to Vegas 
over the Thanksgiving week. Uh, anything that you want really have your uh, eye on specifically here? Not really. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a big look ahead guy in college basketball. I, I prefer to look back. So if I can find a team, for instance, Marquette off a, a really great win, right. might be looking to, for a little bounce out of them the next game. But for me, it's just update the power ratings each day, see which ones come up the strongest, and then get into a, any further analysis that might shed light on the game. But I, I don't, I can't even tell you who's playing next week, to be honest with you. I'm just worried about tonight and tomorrow. Well, I can tell you that uh, UNLV and yep. Michigan are going to play at T-Mobile on uh, Friday night. Do you downgrade Michigan off the loss to Seton Hall? What do you do with UNLV, a team that's 3-0 and but 0-3 against the spread? Well, I didn't downgrade Michigan. I upgraded Seton Hall. Uh-huh. That con- the Big East Conference looks impressive so far. I mean, St. John's was outstanding last night. They came up a tiny bit short against Indiana, but they look like they're going to be really fun to watch. I think Marquette, I think Shaka Smart stock will go back up at Marquette. I, I know it dipped at Texas where he had actually a losing record in conference play during his time with Texas, but this guy's a good coach. And I think in the circumstances, the situation at Marquette, I think he's, that's a better fit for him. I'm going to be looking for the Big East in a lot of these non-conference games. I think that's a, a, a league that's, Really good this year. Not the best league in the country, but certainly top five. Yeah, and St. John's covered last night at yep. Indiana in a game that went down to the wire. All right, JVT, let's yeah, fire Wes, some uh, Wes Reynolds was pressed on Twitter about that contest. He was very much into that game for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, all right, let's talk a little football. Uh, let's talk about those Rebels then. Uh, not running, just Rebels at home. San Diego State, 11-point favor with a total of 41. So UNLV team that's won two straight, covered two straight, and five out of seven, Dave. Yeah, look, full credit to him. I, I thought, boy, they might... They might not win coming out of a bad performance against Nevada uh, in the rivalry game, but they came up, got the win against New Mexico, got another win last week against Hawaii. Granted, the opposition wasn't very good in that game, but it's still two in a row. And in San Diego State, it's not not the best scheduling situation of all time because they're off a big win, and they've got a huge game with Boise next week. But I'm more matchup than scheduling dynamics, and I, I don't think the matchup is good at all for UNLV. Williams is still the key to their offense. You can't run on this Aztecs team. Their defense is outstanding. And if Friel has to carry the show offensively, you know, he's he's got some talent and potential, but he's still a freshman, and he, and he is mistake-prone. So I think he could be prone to a couple of turnovers in this game. San Diego State won't gamble offensively. They're just going to run the football and play low risk. But they, I think the Rebels are going to have a great deal of trouble scoring in this game. So from that standpoint, I think San Diego eventually wins this by a couple of touchdowns and covers the spread. All right, San Diego State right now, Friday night at Allegiant Stadium. You can lay 10.5, uh, still in a few spots if you like the Aztecs in that one, a low total of uh, 41. There's another uh, Mountain West game that night, Dave, and I know you like teams that can run the ball. Yep. And Air Force is the number one rushing offense in college football. Carson Strong and uh, Nevada have one of the best passing attacks. Who do you think wins out in Reno? Air Force, Nevada with the Wolfpack. Let's say one-point favorites. I haven't the slightest idea. I, I really don't know. It's a great game. I want to watch. Uh, Nevada, is, they can stop the run. And they've seen enough of the uh, option offense to, to be familiar with it. So if you can take Air Force out of their game, you've got a chance to shut them down. The flip side of it is Air Force can be thrown on. And Strong can definitely throw the ball. So if they aren't able to get pressure and take advantage of his limited mobility, he's a little banged up still, and he's not that mobile to begin with, uh, then Nevada could have a big game throwing the ball. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But I, I, to me, I would suggest from a betting standpoint, 
try and get a handle on who's handling things better early in the game. Mm -hmm. I think that might give you an indication and you might be able to make a live wager and get an advantage that way. All right, let's go to some other contests you got on your card, Dave. Uh, ACC matchup, Boston College, Florida State, BC one and a half or two with a total of 54 and a half here. I I don't understand the movement in this game because it opened three and went down and I just don't get it. We'll call it sharp money because I think it was, but I don't agree with the sharp money. Look, Florida State's off a great win last week. They had a big lead, let it get away, fell down two scores in the fourth quarter, kick a field goal with four minutes left, get an 80-yard drive to win the game with about a half a minute to go against a rival. They've got their other big rival next week. They play Florida. Traveling up to Chestnut Hill for what, to me, for them, is kind of a nothing game. Not great. BC's a better team now that Jerkovich is back under center. I don't think it's going to be a slaughter. But Boston College, to be the better team in a favorable situation, I like BC to get the win and cover. Yeah, I'm with you on BC there. How about Georgia Tech and ND? Notre Dame uh, looks like drawing a little bit of sharp money, too, up to 17 and a half, 18. Circus still at 17 on this game with the Westgate Superbook. But, uh, Dave, at some point here, does Brian Kelly start thinking about trying to run up some scores with his team on the fringe of the college football playoff debate? Or uh, is this just a bad matchup all around for a, a bad Georgia Tech team? Yeah, I don't know about the style points thing. I think that gets overrated. Yeah. Uh, if Notre Dame wins out, they've got a good chance to get the fourth spot in the playoff. Uh, they would need Cincinnati to lose. That would help, certainly. But they can climb over some other teams who have some really tough games. And Notre Dame's got two easy games to end the season with mm-hmm. Georgia Tech and then a trip to Stanford, which, unless Stanford does something I clearly don't expect, they're going to win that game. Georgia Tech, to me, is just outmanned here. Their power rating got... And I'll admit, I adjusted them incorrectly as well off that great win against North Carolina. They look like a team on the rise. They have absolutely sucked since that time. They've got a four-point win. they got a four-point win at Duke where they got outgained, and they lost every other game. They look like they're getting worse by the week. The coach can't figure out who's supposed to play quarterback. I don't think that makes a particular difference uh, because neither one of them is particularly good. The Irish, their one big weakness coming into the season looked to be the offensive line. It's gotten a lot stronger uh, as the season has continued. The defense should shut down Georgia Tech. I think Notre Dame pulls away to an easy win in this game. I I think the line's short. To me, it should have been about minus 20. All right, Dave. uh, Final minute. I actually got less than that. What do you do with Texas? It was a two-and-a-half-point dog in West Virginia. Now the number's up to three. Uh, Can you play Texas, or you just fade or pass at this point on the Longhorns? Yeah, it's a fade. Fade or pass is right. I'm going to pass because I don't trust West Virginia, but I can't trust Texas off a really bad performance last week. Uh, Longhorns can't seem to figure out the right guy to head the program. Right now, it's not looking great for Sarkeesian in year one. We'll see about year two. Dave, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for the time. Same here, guys. Take care. At Dave Coconut up on Twitter. Smoking Coconut. All right. Uh, we will come back. We have best bets to get to. National Football League, NBA, college football, and college hoops. That's the other thing I was missing right there. And I think... NHL, you got something there? No. No? no okay. Hard All, right. All right. We'll have that no. much more as we wrap it up here on The Edge. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I 
play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. That's uh, one week from tomorrow. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs. Another great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Check out that Brent Musburger t-shirt. New at the vcin store. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. That's not the new shirt. The new shirt is jackpot, baby. He have, says that when the Raiders score a touchdown. He does. And uh, the Raiders are going to need to score a few this week against the Bengals. We'll talk about that game a little bit more here in a few minutes. Yes. All right. So, with that, uh, let's get the best bets. We'll get through these. Um, very quickly. 
NBA from last night, three plays, two wins, one loss. So a solid night in the association. Hornets, uh, it, and it was touch and go. Uh, it was not any of those, uh, oh, man, great play. Uh, the Hornets needed a really big third quarter and eventually come back and win over the Washington Wizards. But a mighty third quarter it was, which ended with consecutive blocks of a Denny of Dia three-point attempt. So it was a <laughs> frantic comeback by Charlotte, who ends up pulling away in the fourth quarter and winning that game with uh, relative comfort in the final quarter of play. Celtics, no show against the Hawks. In the third quarter, humans, they cut it to a one-point game. And I'm like, okay, here we go. This is where they're going to start to get back into it. Then Trey Young burns Jason Tatum mm. just straight to the hole, no screen whatsoever, destroys him, and then, of course, gets one Dennis Schroeder on him. He burns him, gets fouled. It's an and one, and they never look back from there. So Celtics don't cover four. Thunder, though, really good performance against the Houston Rockets. Yeah. And this is what I was kind of looking for when they played the first time. I think the Thunder are clearly the better team than Houston. That played out yesterday. Rockets did get back to within six at one point in the fourth quarter, but Thunder put it out with a thump. Stomped it out, so they eventually get a win in a cover last Thunder night. a little bit surprising, I think, early here in the season. They had a very low win total. Yes. And, and a lot of people thought this team was going to be a laughing stock. And I mentioned that win differential metric that Cleaning the Glass has. Uh-huh. said the Lakers were number two. Guess who number one is? I'm going to say Thunder. Yes, Thunder, okay. with about 2.7 more wins than a team with their profile. And so, they swept the Lakers. <laughs> yes. So I would think that the, there's probably a tumble coming for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But well coached. And here's the deal. Mark Dagno, congratulations. He's on paternal, paternity leave. He's having a baby. Who is? Uh, their head coach. I didn't hear what you said. Mark something. Mark Dagnalt. I think I per, I'm butchering I'd his last say name. The, uh, yeah. the least known coach in yeah. the NBA. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> I, on I paternity leave. I want to see him do, uh, you know, where they do that with uh, Charles Barkley on TNT inside the NBA. Who he play, who he play for. Who he coach who for. Who he coach for. <laughs> there's no way Barkley knows who that guy oh, is. Oh, there's no huh? shot. Uh, so, anyway, for tonight, Clippers, uh, only one play. And then, look, there's a lot of, a lot of these games, even the Clippers, um, there's a lot of injuries for a lot of these games on the board. In fact, every single one of these games has one injury of note that right. I think could affect number about a half point or more. So when you look at it, the Clippers minus one versus the Grizzlies. Uh, numbers moved against me here. It's down to pick in a lot of spots. Still ones out there, though. Uh, but I don't mind because number moved against me in two of the three games yesterday, and it worked out just fine. Look, the Grizzlies, to me, and I wrote about this today, uh, I have been frequently playing against them, if you've noticed. Had that Timberwolves game, which was an awful beat. Bet against them with the Phoenix Suns. Bet against them with the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a team that's been a little overvalued by the market. This is a, uh, of course, Clippers team 9-1 and in the month of November with the second-best defensive rating in the NBA. Been playing good basketball. So I'll just continue the trend here and play against the Memphis Grizzlies and their very poor defense. So Clippers minus one. Clippers minus one. That's your team. By the way, the Thunder with six wins. As many wins as the Spurs... And the Pelicans combined. Yes. Uh, it's not going well for the Pelicans. They're not good. How ugly is it going to get in New Orleans? That team's 2-14. and 14. Uh, It's going to get really bad. Although, I guess Zion's like maybe close to being close. So, we'll see if that's going to be um, something that helps them out. All right. And last but not least, the NFL plays Texans plus 10.5 against the Titans. We'll have maybe one more to add tomorrow. Uh, and the Colts plus 7.5 against the Buffalo Bills. Check out Points Bird Weekly. Some really good numbers on the Tennessee Titans offense over the last couple of weeks. How about this? The Titans, Matt Humans. They are the number one seed in the AFC, but by one metric, mm-hmm. they are the 18th best team in the NFL. Uh, I read that in your column yeah. this week in Point Spread Weekly. Yes. Was that Pro Football Outsiders? Yeah, yes, Football Outsiders. DVOA, overall team DVOA, the Tennessee Titans, 18th. 18th. Yeah, I think it was, what, like 1.2% better than an average team or something like that? I, I watched a show on NFL Network, I think last night, where the guy unveils his power ratings each week, and you know, he had the Titans number one or number two. Okay. I'm assuming he used a lot of winning streak <laughs> and points per game. No analytical 
analysis whatsoever. I even wrote like, in the column. Oh, the Titans beat this team and this team and this team. They're yeah. number two. So, yeah. And you wrote it. You huh? read it. I, I even wrote in the column. 18th might be strong. Yeah, that but seems, I think. Come on. I mean, at some point, you have to give this team credit for. Uh, look at the resume, right. too. I mean, and I don't think the Titans are number two in the NFL, especially without Derrick Henry, but they're not number 16 or 18, whatever. Uh, the ranking from Pro Football Outsiders. Right, but I think when you look at their offensive output over the last two games, clearly uh, playing with a little bit of fire, and ten and a half seems strong. So, anyway, to you, Mike. What do you got? Okay, uh, we're both on the Colts here. Those numbers hit seven and a half at some spots, and uh, I played that at that number because that's going to be the best you can get, pretty sure. Colts plus seven and a half against the Bills. Jonathan Taylor now tied with Derrick Henry for the league lead in rushing, and Jonathan Taylor has been a beast. Uh, I think the the key to this game for the Colts, if Carson Wentz doesn't make big mistakes and turn the ball over, the Colts are going to have a great shot to win. Because when they were playing at their best is when Carson Wentz was playing error-free football. He's been a little bit sloppy the last few weeks. Yep. Uh, Six-point teaser, including tonight's game, Patriots minus one. And I played the Ravens too early. I played with the Ravens when they were six or six-and-a-half-point favorites. Six-point favorites down to a pick em. Now they're four and a half, and you said the news is Lamar Jackson did not practice again today? Yeah, uh, from a uh, looks ESPN like he's going to play on Sunday, but he's not practicing right now, right? Correct. Uh, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, extremely durable. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, missed practice Thursday, fourth time this season he's been sidelined because he has been sick, non-COVID-related. Uh, Greg Roman said, quote, I think he's feeling better. So it seems like one of those situations where no practice this week, but it'll probably be available on Sunday. All right, if you're not crazy about that Colts play and you're looking for something to uh, tease with the Patriots. I guess you could tease the Bills Yeah, down to minus one. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people would like that. But I'd tease the Patriots and the Ravens. Uh, and also Monday night, I like the Giants, plus 11. We'll talk about this more on tomorrow's show when we do a full breakdown of the NFL card. And uh, I think Scott Kellen and Aaron Renning will jo- join us for the usual football Friday show. Nice. We'll break down every game, so no need to talk about it more now. But college football, we got four best bets. I, I might add two or three more. Uh, but I've got Nevada minus one and a half over Air Force, West Virginia minus two and a half over Texas, UCLA minus three over USC, and Hawaii plus two and a half over Colorado State. And those are uh, plays I've had up there for a couple days. I have not added any bets to that list yet, uh, but I certainly will. All right, let's talk about a couple more uh, NFL games before we get to the uh, end of the show. By the way, in the NBA, mm-hmm. Golden State 12-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Um, with a plus 13.6 point differential. That's pretty damn impressive. <laughs> really good, man. I mean, it's one, say, one thing to say a team's 12-2, and two, yeah. but plus 13.6 is off the charts. Yep, outscoring uh, scoring opponents by 13 points per game. It's, it's nuts. It is cra- that's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Especially in today's uh, day and age where offense has been pretty limited give by it, the give, changes. Like, by comparison, uh, the top team, let's say the Brooklyn Nets, tied for the top spot in the East. They are plus 3.8. Yeah. Barely getting by. They need Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie's got a lot of leverage in his path. Uh, all right. Really quickly. So we wanted to talk about a couple of games. I think first one up. Uh, so Bengals and Raiders uh, it has become a little bit more interesting, interesting to me mm-hmm. as the week has gone on. I agree. Here. So yeah. this is now in pick, total of 50, depending on where you look. It, it's been bouncing back and forth. There's ones out there still in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. I, and we talked about this on Sunday. I thought the Bengals would be going off as favorites or eventually become favorite because I think they should be favored mm-hmm. in this game, and I get it. It's on the road against the, the Raiders, but as we have talked about numerous times, 
I, home field means almost nothing now in the National Football League this season. The better team to me, at least from a power rating perspective, is the Cincinnati Bengals. So it makes sense for them, for the, for them to be laying about a point or the so. The Bengals have been a pretty good road team. Aside from the loss yeah. at Chicago, they've been lost to the Jets, I guess. But if you go back, even the last year, they've been a pretty good team on the road. And my whole thing has been, and I think you agree with me, what we saw Sunday night for the Las Vegas Raiders defense I, I think discouraging. that's and I think that's them, right? Like to a certain extent, I think that is them. We have been kind of waiting for the shoe to drop on this pass rush on this defense overall that's been playing a little bit above their head. And I think you saw on Sunday night that it's finally starting to kind of come back down to earth here a little bit for the Raiders defensively. And now you get this wide receiving core and this mm. quarterback. I think it's going to be maybe a tough night for him again. Well, it's going to be a tough night for him, but it could be a tough day for the Bengals' defense as well. I yep. think this has the makings of a, a shootout at Allegiant Stadium. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And in fact, the, uh, the total uh, 50 is the best you can get right now if you want to play it over the total of 50. I do think you're going to have a high-scoring game. Derek Carr is going to have to bounce back uh, off two subpar performances, and I think he can do it against the Bengals' defense. A big picture, when you talk about the Raiders, uh, I guess we're about out of time, but Raiders have done a very poor job of drafting in the secondary. Yep. They don't have guys who could cover in the secondary. And games like this, like you say, is, is where it's going to show up. And I think Joe Burrow is going to light up this defense. Th those three wide receivers that Cincinnati has against yeah. whatever DBs you want to throw out there, it's going to be crazy, man. All right. Well, we are all done. VEASAN.com. If you're where you want to go, you can find the shows. You can find the podcast. You can find the store. You can find a lot of other things up there. So VEASAN.com. Bye, guys in the desert. Coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.